Coca-Cola is putting its prices up. The question is, how much would you pay for a can of Coke? More in a moment. This is Ticker News. Also ahead, Russia has been hit by extraordinarily significant losses, according to Ukraine's Zelensky, as the one-year anniversary of the war's start date approaches. We're here uh, to stand with the people of Turkey and, uh, and Syria. The U.S. will provide further aid to Turkey, over 45,000 now dead with more than a million homeless. North Korea launches two more ballistic missiles. Pyongyang saying the exercise is a response to the United States and South Korea's joint military drills. And Carnival has kicked off in Brazil. Costa Haritos has all of the details this hour. From our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker News. Hello to our viewers around the world, I'm William Howard. As the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine approaches, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky says Russia has been hit by extraordinarily significant losses. Speaking during his nightly address, Zelensky wants the world to know the nation is moving towards its goals. While the situation is complicated, the Ukrainian leader says troops are breaking down the invaders. This comes as relations between France and Russia sour. The Kremlin has scolded French President Emmanuel Macron over his desire to see Russia defeated, accusing Macron of duplicitous diplomacy. The French leader has drawn criticism recently from some NATO allies over mixed messages regarding his policy on the war. Some have even called Paris a weak link in the Western alliance. Zelensky says his French counterpart is wasting his time considering any sort of dialogue with Russia. Meanwhile, at the EU plenary last week, Commission President Ursula von der Leyen says Moscow remains isolated from Europe and the world. One year on, Putin's perfidious plans continue to be foiled by the brave Ukrainian nation. One year on, Russia has completely alienated itself from Europe, its most important economic relationship, and is isolated on the global stage. One year on, this very parliament last week welcomed the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, as a true hero he is. And one year on, Putin's imperial fantasies have woken up to a bleak reality, while Ukraine's dreams of freedom are stronger than ever, and they will prevail. I'm deeply convinced. But with the attempted Russian takeover of Ukraine entering its 13th month, there are also fears about the support China could provide to Putin's army. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken warns Beijing is actively considering providing lethal aid, including weapons and ammunition, to help Moscow with its war. We've been concerned from day one about, about that possibility. In fact, if you go back to um, the very first conversations that President Biden and President Xi had about Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine, just a couple of weeks into uh, the war, um, President Biden shared with, uh, with President Xi 
uh, our deep concern about the possibility China would provide lethal support. Um, and the reason for that concern was just weeks before the aggression. You'll remember that President Xi yeah. and President Putin had a meeting in which they just talked about a partnership with no limits. We've been watching this very closely. To date, we have seen Chinese companies, and of course in China there's really no distinction between private companies and the state. We have seen them provide non-lethal support uh, to, uh, to Russia for use in Ukraine. The concern that we have now is based on information we have that they're considering providing lethal support. And we've made very clear to them that that yep. would cause a serious problem for us. Well, Anthony Blinken has been busy. Diplomats from the United States and China met for the first time since Washington's decision to shoot down a balloon it says was part of Beijing's massive surveillance program. Tika's Veronica Dudo is in New York with the latest details. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken had a meeting with China's top diplomat Wang Yi on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference. Blinken told him the violation of American airspace by a Chinese balloon can never happen again. After traveling across the continental U.S. from coast to coast, the U.S. government shot down the Chinese spy balloon on February 4th over the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of South Carolina. According to Blinken, Wang did not apologize for the incident during their meeting. Before their sit-down, Wang accused the U.S. of violating international norms with behavior that he characterized as unbelievable and almost hysterical by shooting down the balloon. Blinken rebutted by saying that the U.S. did not overreact in shooting down the balloon and that there was no doubt it was attempting to engage in active surveillance. What is clear is that <clears throat> once the balloon was over the United States and flying basically west to east, it attempted to surveil very sensitive military sites. Um, in some cases, it loitered uh, or returned to them as it progressed east. So there is no doubt in our minds at all that A, this was a surveillance balloon and B, it was attempting to engage in active surveillance. In the week following the takedown of the Chinese spy balloon, the U.S. military also shot down three mysterious objects over northern Alaska, the Yukon, and Lake Huron. On Saturday, the U.S. announced that it called off the recovery operation for the Chinese spy balloon and the search for the mysterious downed objects. Reporting in New York for Ticker News, I'm Veronica Dudo. The operator of the train that derailed in Ohio two weeks ago is facing harsh criticism over the incident, with one state senator blaming the company for the disaster. Senator Sherrod Brown says the incident, which released toxic chemicals into the surrounding environment, was an episode of, quote, the same old story, and Norfolk Southern caused it. Thousands of workers have been let go from the transport giant in recent years, with Brown alleging the corporation doesn't invest in safety rules and regulation. As anger grows around the derailment, U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is calling on major railroads to improve safety. In a letter to Norfolk Southern Chief Executive Alan Shaw, Buttigieg says he will be urging Congress to raise the cap on fines against railroads for violating regulations. Meanwhile, Senator Brown says we've seen this all before and believes we'll see it all again. In everything that's happened here, all the cleanup, all the drilling, all the testing, all the hotel stays, all of that is on Norfolk Southern. They caused it 
There's no question they caused it with this derailment because, again, they underinvested in their employees by laying. There, my understanding, there are only three full-time people on that 50, it might have been more than 50 car train that went through town because they've laid off so many people. And I mean, that's why I'm angry when I look at these companies, lay people off. They never look out for their workers. They never look out for their communities. They look out for stock buybacks and dividends. Um, something's wrong with the, the corporate America and something's wrong with Congress and administrations listening too much to corporate lobbyists. OK, and so let's that, talk that's about that. Change. I mean, that's the fight I make. Well, Brazil's famous Carnival Festival has returned after a turbulent few years. But as Costa Haritos explains, it comes on the backdrop of mudslides across the nation, which have claimed the lives of 36 people. Rio's colourful Carnival Festival has returned in full swing. Parties will line the streets with more than 600 permits allocated. Officials expecting the annual event to break records. Tourism is expected to surge, with many hoping to offset losses in previous years. Mudslides forcing authorities to cancel some celebrations. A seven-year-old girl is among those killed in Sao Paulo, with heavy rain and debris crashing through some cities. Over 36 people are dead, with authorities fearing that number could rise. For others, the Carnival is a welcome relief after the pandemic cancelled festivities in recent years. It runs until February 22nd, with 46 million joining in on the celebrations. Costa Haritos. Coming up, the latest from the ground in Turkey. Don't go anywhere. You're watching Ticker News. More news is just minutes away.